Last season, the Clito Collective pulled off the heist of the century, and now they're back to finish the job in Hot White Heist 2, the only good sequel anyone has ever made, ever. But with the true crime podcaster and a notoriously bloodthirsty right-wing gay billionaire on their trail, it's about to be one hot mess. Starring yours truly and an all-star queer cast, Hot White Heist 2 has twice the action, two times the drama, and double the double entendres. You can listen to both seasons of Hot White Heist on Audible, and because I'm kind of a big deal over there, Las Culturistas listeners can get a three-month trial of Audible Plus for free by going to audible.com slash dingdong. That's audible.com slash dingdong to listen to Hot White Heist 2 with a three-month free trial of Audible Plus. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Bowen from Las Culturistas. And I'm Matt from Las Culturistas. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And it's a little bit of extra, extra, read all about it. Extra episodes. Yes. You are listening to the VIP section of the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Come on in, everybody. It's a VIP section that everyone's invited to. But if you want to pay a little bit more, (laughs) you can get these episodes a little bit earlier. And if you're listening and that's the case, welcome. And I'm hearing that the BMP Diamond subscription conversion is 1 million percent. I heard that everyone's got it. And if you don't have have it, you're a fucking loser. And <gasps> that everyone who has the prescription to Diamond is going to live longer. Oh my God, that's what it says on the analytics. You're an analytics girl. I'm always on the analytics. The truth is I really am an You really are. Girl. Guys, readers, Katie's publicist finalist, Matt loves to look at the readouts. I love to look at the readouts <laughs> and I love to sort of go to the Lost Culture Group text and be like, so this episode was a hit. This episode was our best first week in three weeks. This episode is comparable to the episode of Do yes. Do Oh, you always know which episode it is comparable to. And you're always like... You get really billboard with it, like granular, like, well, what about most downloads in the first week? What about in the first 24 hours? Well, what about, and, and, I, and I commend you. I know when we're up. I know when we're down. I know when we're RTS. RTS? Remaining the same. Oh, my God. I don't even know this stuff. Let's just say I know our box office numbers. Oh. And speaking of the box office, we're here to talk today about a box office queen. A and, box office And critical queen. favorite. Hard to be both. Hard to be both. Almost impossible to be both nowadays. You not, think? not true. Nah. Zendaya. But who else? Blow Pew. I guess. Also, we're just, you know, Hollywood's going through something right now. Let's just say it. I mean, listen, Hollywood's going through it, and all we can do is wait. 
All we can do is wait. We're talking about Miss Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts from Alpharetta, Georgia. Ooh. This woman really did dominate. And we were so grateful, weren't mm-hmm. we? I mean, for me, she still dominates to this day. Well, I mean, I was just going to bring up something that, like, isn't it? I, I am a little bit bummed out that, like, Ticket to Paradise, you know, you, you look at the poster, you go, well, it's Clooney and Julia. And mm-hmm. you go, there's no way this doesn't open. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, if even they can't, like, get a rom-com to, like, do big numbers at the box office, then who can? But I don't want to write them off as, like, they don't have that same pull anymore at the box office. I don't even do. think it did that badly. I think internationally it did big numbers. I think it's considered a success. Damn. I guess I'm just so You cynical. don't think about international enough. I don't think about international enough. Very nationalist here. Well, I'm, you I'm came, a yellow nationalist. You actually... <laughs> Not yeah, white. Well, we, that's actually controversial. Bowen Yang is white. I'm a white. And that's actually something I would like to start bringing back into the public consciousness <laughs> is that Bowen Yang is white and he's been lying. I know. You're wearing head-to-toe American paraphernalia. It's true. And then if you <laughs> if you really lick your thumb and smudge my face, the concealer comes right off. He's actually wearing a Joy Luck club. It's a Joy Luck club. Joy Luck vintage club. Bu- vintage bubble tea merch. There you go. So you're actually very international right now. But I do ignore international, but I never ignore Julia. No, Julia is an American treasure who has international powers, and she's been in thousands of films. Thousands. But we narrowed it down to the top 10 Julia Roberts films. Lost Culture. Lost Culture. Number 10. Ben Ben is is back. I haven't seen this. I haven't either. But that doesn't mean it's not number 10. It has a number 10 quality to it. Yes. You know, it's like, don't don't forget about this one. Don't forget about when Julia played a concerned mother of a drug addict played by Lucas Hedges. And we have forgotten. Mm-hmm. And we're saying with this list, don't forget. You know what we're saying with this list? See it. Yeah. Support it. Julia Mom. <laughs> Julia Mom. Julia Mom. Julia Roberts. Julia Mom. Julia Mom. It's actually roller coaster <laughs> number eight. Julia Mom. Julia Roberts playing a mother, like a mother who is upset. You, stress. Stress. You love to see that. This is something we love watching this woman do. And yet neither of us have. But we liked it enough on paper, sort of on premise alone, on poster alone, mm-hmm. to put it on the list. On premise and poster alone, Oscar. Oscar. I don't know who else was in this film. Julia, Lucas, could be anyone from Adam. I think it was like <laughs> Peter O'Toole played the grandpa. You think he nah. came back from the dead to play the grandpa? I think at the time he might have still been alive. This is all why Ben is back is number 10 on top 10 Julia Roberts films. Lost, Lost Culch. Number 9. August, August Osage, Osage County, County. A film we did see. And fell asleep to. No way. I love this film. I think this film is a little too much. Meryl's doing too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Meryl is really going for it. (laughs) You think Meryl's doing too much in August Osage County? You think she wasn't? I think she was doing exactly what Violet Weston would be doing. When she has her little overdose moment and she's like, rim, 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 rim. it's so <laughs> I crazy. love it. She literally gave you like, rim, 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 oh, honey, rim, that's rim. me on Luxapro. And then, <laughs> and then Julia Roberts said, "Eat the fish, bitch." <laughs> this movie is cuckoo bananas. You know who I think could have been better as the daughter but than Abigail Breslin? Me. Yeah. It's one of those roles I see and I'm like, oh, that should have been me. I should have played the cunty daughter. Oh my god, he would have been so good. Who gets like fingered by the uncle? Oh, my God. But in, like, a fun play way. Well, it's a movie. (laughs) 
Well, it's a movie. Do you think it suffered that classic thing? I mean, I, I choose to view this as an unsuccessful adaptation. I don't choose to view it that way because I've got Oscar nominations up the wazoo. This is one of Julia's Oscar noms. I know it is. I'm aware. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you needed like Mike Nichols, may he rest, to like adapt it just right in a way to make it filmic. Too. You know, for someone who stands Mike Nichols, you certainly have a lot of notes. And so did he. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't ever put me and him in the same sense. I revere him. I revere that man. Well, why do you talk so much shit about him now that he's dead? I don't you know, t- there's another Mike Nichols film. Is this and Mike Nichols? The next one is Mike Nichols. Oh, August Osage County is not Mike Nichols. It's not? It's not. It's not. Oh. I forget who. Well, this is August Wilson. No, it's not August Wilson at all. It's August Osage County. August Osage County, which is not Who wrote this? Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts. Yeah, okay. But who directed it? Okay, let's see. Let's okay, see. let's see. Who did? John Wells. John Wells. John Wells, who um, is, of course, known for The Company Men. Well... <laughs> And they probably could have gotten a better director for this, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Like, I literally was just like, I'm watching a play. Even as a fucking 23-year-old who didn't know anything about anything, I said, I feel like I'm watching a play. But Julia was amazing. Julia was amazing. And that's why it's number nine on top ten <laughs> Julia Roberts films, Lost Coach. And speaking of plays speaking of Mike that Nichols, feel like plays. Oh, well, let's, we can discuss this. Oh, my God. You, of course, stand this. It's number eight. Closer. I don't stand this. You stand this movie. I don't stand this movie. I know why you do. Why? It hit at the right time. It was Damien Rice culture. The blower's daughter. And so it is. I love this song. I played it out. I mean, I'm not familiar with the play version of I this. I read the play. Look, the writing is rough. And that's not Mike Nichols' fault. I don't even know if the writing is rough. The writing is just such a play. It's such a play. It's very melodramatic in the same vein as August Osage County, I, I'm sure. I just love the end scene with Natalie and June when she goes, Hit me, fucker! <laughs> that and is then a- in slow motion, he winds up and does <sighs> hit her, and it's such like a stage slap. He does not make contact. And she goes, <sighs> and her, her hair goes to the side, and then she looks back like, windswept. And then my other favorite scene, obviously, we like Natalie. No, that is iconic. I'm saying that is... Still Jane. Just Jane. That makes it like, I see it on stage, but I'm like, it is so much more powerful as a movie. In the scene when Natalie goes to Julia's photo studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Natalie is like faced away. And then she goes, just take my picture. And she's crying one single tear. Iconic. And Julia's like, she is beautiful. And (laughs) captures the most stunning picture of her that goes up in the gallery (sighs) during that iconic scene. That iconic scene. Sequence, really. Oh. I think it's it's worth a revisit. It's look, it's not the best, but it was four of these huge A-listers, and as a teen, you eat that shit up. One hundred percent. I said without having seen it as a teen, and I don't think I saw it for years uh-huh. after it came out. I said this is the greatest film of the year. There you go. I was like, my little Oscar bait ass, like uh-huh. on the sites, was like closer as the film of the year. Well, and so it's a quiet film. And so you're saying you didn't see it until much later? or you? Yeah, and I think the first time I saw it, I was like in denial about uh-huh. whether or not it was like quote unquote good or not. And so I was just like, this is stunning. Make no mistake. I don't think it's a good movie. That is in the eye of the beholder. But it is fascinating to read about the way Mike Nichols worked with these four. And he was very like, you know, he like took them out to dinners. Like they, they hung out, the five of them. Wow, that's amazing that the director <laughs> would take the actors out to dinners. You're saying he would get someone and maybe get, they would talk about the script? I'm not getting detailed enough, but like they interviewed like Julia and Natalie in the biography. And they like, did? Well, shut up. <laughs> and they and they like, and they both were like, they were like, Mike really got to know us. He took us out to dinner. We talked about the characters. And before we got to set, we even rehearsed. <laughs> 
<laughs> he like showed them all the, these movies. You would be so blessed. Oh you would be so blessed to have a director like that. Did he show them like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Not his own movies, like other movies. Maybe. Though. Closer is amazing. I also love the scene <laughs> when Clive Owen's like, what does cum taste like? Right, and Julia right. goes, it's like yours, but sweeter. <laughs> That's campy. And then he goes, now fuck off and die. Yeah. I said, get me on stage doing this. Oh, so you want to be Abigail and Clive. That is range. Mother. I want to do all the roles. I think I would be good you would at do, like, so many West parts. Story. You would like do all the roles in Closer. That you would be so good as all four. <gasps> I think I think I would be so good as all four. <laughs> or how about it's Closer, but it's just you and I, and we each get a turn <gasps> as each of them. Oh my God, that's really good. We're like Cynthia Nixon and um and Christine Baranski. No, I who? forget who else. Someone in the play where they switched. I think that's you switch it. That could be fun, uh, but I would I would be uncomfortable playing Natalie in front of you. Why? Because I feel like you're so Natalie. Well, I guess you'd have to fucking you'd have to take your panties down and bend over and show hole to the whole audience. Wait, I would. <laughs> can I call dibs on Natalie in that scene though of Still Jane? You can play that role. Cause that and I'll be Clive. I'll sit there with my fucking legs you'll open. You'll be like, such a good Clive in that scene. Okay, but I get to be Julia. Yeah, of course. So here's the way that we're gonna do closer. <laughs> you. Are Jude and I'm Natalie, ju- and that's going to be hard because they do have a lot of scenes together. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm saying we, we get to. So, so oh, like, we get to switch. First, it's Jude and Natalie, right? Like Jude and Natalie meeting. I'm Jude, night one. Night one. I'm Jude. You're Natalie. Then it's like God. Clive and Julia, <laughs> right? And yeah. then like you're Julia. I'm Clive. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out with our director. He'll take us out to dinner. We'll figure it all out. Readers on BMP Diamond. Cast it. Cast it. Okay. Okay, and that's scene why by scene cast Closer it. is number seven on top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost Cult. Number Smur- seven, Smurfs, The, the Lost, Lost Village. Village. Enough said, I Enough think. Enough said. Moving on. That is why Smurfs, The Lost Village is number seven on top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost Cult. Number, number six, six, Notting Hill. Hill. This really is one of the iconic movies. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love, love her. Me. That is moviestar.com. That Iro- is. Ironic that she's playing a movie star in that as yeah. well. It would not be the last time she did. American Sweethearts, which did not make the list. Did not make the list. Yeah. I mean, Notting Hill. It's an okay rom-com if you watch it back. You know, it's actually only okay, but like <laughs> sort of the public consciousness would make you think it was one of the one great of the classics. There's some people that are like, my favorite Julia is Notting Hill, and I have to look at them cockeyed. You're like, there's better Julia. As is evidenced by this list. Look, it made the top ten. I mean, like, I haven't even clearly haven't seen the top six if they think that this one is number one because it's number six. It's number six, so not even in the 50th percentile. <laughs> no. Of top 10, I should say. Do we love Hugh Grant? I think so. He's at his most Hugh Grant in this. Yeah. At his most, like, charming, harmless Hugh Grant. And then, it's when Hugh Grant is in the fucking, what, what's that movie? It's that show with Nicole. Oh, The Undoing. The Undoing. The where Undoing. You're, where you're like, you can't be Hugh Grant in this because you're, the character has done something awful. And weirdly enough, that was my favorite Hugh Grant. But I also haven't seen Paddington 2, which I heard it should have been Hugh Grant's Oscars. A lot Oscar. of the craziest people in the world say that. Same people who say America Ferrera deserves an Oscar for Barbie. Um, I saw Barbie again, and you know what I say? America Ferrera Oscar. Wow. Well, I will say the monologue she delivers should have been the, like the last monologue. Mm. And that is the whole thesis of the movie. I did think that America was a very winning 
in the film. She's lovely. Winning does not mean nominated for an Oscar, but also it might be a weird year at it the might Oscars. Be a weird year. All these reasons are why Notting Hill is number six on the top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost, Lost Culture. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister in any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Number five. Not a movie, but the Dream Girl music video for Dave Matthews Band. She is famously um, in White Girl Dreads in this. And guess what? You don't care. Well, we didn't care until now you brought it up. Oh, I didn't bring it up to get us to care. I'm saying... Well, now I can't stop no, thinking no, about no. it. No, no, no. It works because it's Dave Matthews watching her. He's sitting alone in a theater, in a movie theater, watching this projection on screen of Julia Roberts. For some reason, she's in White Girl Dreads. And she is going through different dream states. She's at the laundromat. She's um, at a party. She's very like, where am I? But it's the thing where you go... This is why people get movie stars for music videos, because it is like, I mean, it's undeniable, the star quality on this mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. You're just with it. I was like, this video, whatever. And Dave Matthews, I feel ambivalent to fond of. Yeah. And the song is pretty average Dave Matthews band, I would say. Sorry to anyone who, who might disagree, but the video really makes it pop. And she's amazing. 
Sorry, I'm just distracted because you said she did white girl dreads, and now I'm not saw her. I'm not. I can't saying stop thinking that. about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I have a responsibility. You're the reason why people don't like the cancel culture. Okay, <laughs> people would be loving the cancel culture if it wasn't for people like me. It's true. Oh, this is why. <laughs> not, not a, a movie, movie, but the, the Dream Girl music video for Dave Matthews Band is, is number five on top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost, Lost Cult. Number four, Steel Magnolias. Magnolias. Her first Oscar nomination. She drank the juice. Shelby. Shelby. Wow, isn't that interesting? She started with drink the juice, Shelby, and then later on it would be eat the fish, eat bitch. Eat the fish, bitch. <gasps> and started out with Mystic Pizza. A lot of oh, food. Yeah, lots of food. A lot of eating. Julia. Julia, what is that about? Have you seen Still Magnolias recently? It's been like a five-ish years. It's, it's been a, a while. It's a fun one. It it's is so, so sweet. sad. It's so sad. It's not like this fun, feel-good movie. No, it is not at all. It ends with sort of anguish, but sisterhood. Julia Roberts is, again, employing movie star charm, though, because you really have to fall in love with the character. And you do. And it's a little bit of a tough character, too. Yeah. But you fall in love. You fall in love, and then Sally just... Sally knocks it out at the damn park. God damn. It's really Sally's performance. It is Sally's performance. And Dolly. Dolly, too. And Olympia. Daryl Hannah. Daryl. Oh, my God. Daryl Hannah. Shirley MacLaine. Shirley. Hmm. I just want to hit somebody. Hit her. Hit her. Hit her. Hit her. Hit Weezer. Hit Weezer. Yeah, and I forget what Olympia says, but it's some, like, southern ass. Go ahead. Go ahead. She gives a lot of Olympia. <laughs> a lot of Olympia, but we love it. We love it. And, and all these why? reasons are why. Uh, Steel, Steel Magnolias, Magnolias is, is number four. four on top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost Cult. <laughs> number three. Pretty, Pretty Woman. Woman. This one holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time. She plays, uh, you know, there's the only one way to say it. A Hooker. sex worker. Oh, Okay. <laughs> There's many ways to Hooker? Say it. Hooker? I say bring back Hooker. Hooker? I, like, I don't think Hooker has a... Well, well that's not for me to say, I guess. It's I, not for I, you to say at all. It's certainly not for me to say. And yet here it I is am for saying you to say. it. Bring back Hooker. Like, look at that Hooker. You look like a Hooker. So what do you do? I'm a Hooker. I'm a Hooker. Oh, oh no. my God. Me coming home after a long day. Oh, no. My daughter is a Hooker. hooker. Well, see, that makes it sound like you say, oh, oh no. no. Well, how do you know she's not saying, oh, no, my daughter's a hooker? Like, I'm so jealous of my daughter. <laughs> You're so right. I didn't consider oh, that. Oh, no. My daughter's a, a hooker. hooker. I'm so I jealous. Died. I don't want to have the chance. I wish I was a hooker. I wish I was a hooker. Like my daughter. Well, anyone would want to be a hooker if they saw Julia Roberts in this film looking glamazon.com. Oh safe girl. She had all those condoms. She said, I'm a safety girl. I'm a safety girl. Anyone would want to be a hooker walking out up Rodeo Drive. Honestly, this was another Oscar nomination for Julia. Mm -hmm. She did not win this time. But I believe that this was when it was truly solidified, like, Mama is a -list. the A-list queen. Yeah. Pretty Woman was the moment. And she was so good with Richard Gere, who was so hot in this movie. You know, random thought that I meant to tell you was we were watching Oppenheimer famously and we walked out. But Josh Hartnett, <laughs> aging like Richard Gere. He looked unbelievable. But he and Richard Gere are on the same track. And yeah. They, they both look, and obviously, you know, very attractive men throughout their whole lives. Yeah. Josh Hartnett being an Oppenheimer was one of the jump scares of the movie for me where I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this casting. But I was happy the whole time because he looked 
amazing. Looked amazing. He seemed he did okay with that role, I guess. I mean, there wasn't much to it. And it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh God, it's not about the acting; it's about the damn score. Oh, Trust your actors for once in your life, Christopher Nolan. I'd love to see a scene. Let Harry Styles like do something more than like sweat and scream in Dunkirk. Dunkirk done nothing. Done oh. And all those reasons are why Pretty, <laughs> Pretty Woman, Woman is, is number, number three on top, top ten Julia Roberts films. Lost Culch. Number two, My, my Best, best friend's, friend's Wedding. I actually, so get this, like, peek behind the curtain, we're doing this as sort of for fun, but these are my top two. Oh, like this one and then the next one? The top two is my top two. For I would sure. agree. Oh, that's why I put them there. Mm-hmm. And I knew you would agree with me. You put it right where it needed to go. Yeah. Period. Oh, period. <laughs> tops and bottoms can say that. Or verse or sides. This, well, My Best Friend's Wedding is a movie for tops, bottoms, oh, sides, I was saying you put, it, you put it where it needed to go. 100%. And then I heard that and moved on to the film. I see, I see. Since that's really what we came here to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this is a movie for tops, bottoms, versus sides, and the like. I think anyone would love My Best Friend's Wedding. They yeah. can see themselves in so many characters. This was, of course, the, I mean, not the breakout for Cameron Diaz, but, like, the breakout for Cameron Diaz. It was Cameron her first role. Well, the mask, oh, no, the mask was, was the first mask, you're right. I'm sorry. And then this came along and she said, I'm giving range. But Julia said, I am going to play this unlikable character who does monstrous things. <sighs> and you are still going to fall in love with me. That iconic bush of red hair. Oh, my God. Oh, my Jules. God. You had to think, she went, I'm going to go all in because this woman's name is basically mine. Yeah. It really, really, really does do some. I think it's actually, and I'm, this is going to be controversial. I think at the time she was playing close to her. I think she was always getting what she wanted. Yep. I think she was really toying here with the idea of, like, the thing that you think is going to happen in your life doesn't happen. Like, life can be unfair and cruel. And I think that the idea that she was going to end up with him is, like, so... And when you start watching the movie, you're like, yeah, of course you want her to win. And then at the end when she loses the guy and she ends up like needing to rebuild her life, you know, that's better for her and better for them and better for us, the audience. It taught a lesson. It taught a lesson. The gazebo scene walked so Pick Me, Choose Me, Love Me and Grey's Anatomy could run. 100%. The final image of that being her and Rupert Everett dancing, I go... This is what it was about. The moment I wake up. That great oh, scene. Oh, amazing. Also, you know Wait, my- the opening. Yeah, it's so good. Kissing and hugging and hoping. Oh, we're wishing and hoping, wishing rather. And hoping. Uh, we should do that. Like, that that cold open being, like, so Just like a weird. music video. I love. I love it. I also love fucking Rachel Griffiths and Carrie Preston as the two sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, the my cousins, God. The cousins, rather, yes, that sing. Yes, They went on to big careers. Big careers. My favorite scene in this movie is- <sighs> When they're on the ferry. Oh, my God. And they pass under the bridge. And he goes, he goes, if you love someone, you say it right then, out loud. Otherwise, the moment just, and she goes, passes you by. He goes, passes you by. And then the moment literally passes them by. And she turns around with her hair, and he beautifully breaks silence. He goes, we don't even have a song. (gasps) Kimmy and I. And then, like, they just move on, and then he starts singing, Someday, when oh. I'm awfully low. And she starts to cry. The writing is oh phenomenal. God, it's so good! This movie and is so good. That movie is Chicago. Do you know Period. what I mean? It's, giving you, it's more than Home Alone could ever. And for these reasons and all the other ones, that's why My Best Friend's Wedding is number two on top ten Julia Roberts films, Lost, Lost Culch. And now for number one. Number one, the undisputed. Aaron, Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. The Oscar win. 
the perfect embodiment of why Julia Roberts is a movie star. The perfect embodiment of why Steven Soderbergh is like who he is. Certainly the best film she's ever been in. Holds up. Holds up. Has always held up. I've watched it once every two years since it came out, since 2000. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is a great fucking movie. It also says real things about like really prescient topics like throughout yes, time since yes. that and this was made in like 2000. 2000 it's like old but feels like it could be made now it's sort of timeless she's so good in it she's so funny in it mm-hmm. quotable lines oh my God. real dialogue real scenes real character work real dynamics yep. an incredible supporting cast just her on the phone in the car crying mm-hmm. at the baby's first word oh yeah 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 just like ball Ball. Oh my God! What's his face? Aaron. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart would go on to a big career. Hottie in that movie. Hottie in that movie. I didn't sort of like him because of all the hair and the mustache. Years later, I would see another Aaron Eckhart movie, and I'd be like, Oh my God, that's that's the guy from, from Aaron, Aaron Brockovich, yeah, yeah. and it shook me to my core. I yeah. believe the expression is. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> never forget Conchata Farrell. Oh my God, was she the? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking to you, bitch. Um, uh, wait, how does it get into that? Um, um, wait, wait, wait. Did wait, you wait. move my fucking files or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Where are my files? Where are my files? The fuck my files? <laughs> it's so good. This movie really just like it rocks. seeps into my brain at regular intervals. Like That's all you got, lady. Two, two wrong, wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes. She's out to lunch with the girls. You're a girl. I'm sorry? You're a girl. Why aren't you at lunch? I guess I'm, I'm not the right, right kind. kind. So good. Don't make me beg. Don't make me beg. If it doesn't work out, fire me. But don't, don't make me beg. That's so and then good. Also, um, who lives like this? I was just going to say who lives <laughs> like this. And then the iconic monologue, which I was taught later in college. I remember I was in screenwriting 101, and my teacher brought in a scene, and it was the Miss Wichita monologue. Oh, my God. And they said, so this good. is how you explore a character at this certain part of the movie. And then... I remember, like, someone would bring in their work, and she'd say, like, this is your Miss Wichita. Like, this is where you need Miss Wichita. That is, they should put that in every screenwriting book. I was Miss Wichita, and I thought that meant that I was going to be somebody. It's amazing. And And that's right at, like, the, like, right when she, like, fucks Aaron for the first, it's like the love story, you know, when, like, act break or whatever. And before that, she has another one of the best lines in the movie, which is when he gets on the floor, and he says to her, like, like, I'm somebody. I oh, I yeah, care yeah. about you. And she goes to him, are you going to be something else that I have to survive? Oh, my because God. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not up to it. And then they kiss, and she gives in. And then later on, it didn't work out. And I remember he goes to her, what about me? And she goes, what about you? Oh, right. <gasps> this is my work. My time away from my kids. If that's not personal, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta watch the movie, guys. It's made of it. This is cinema, <gasps> and that all those reasons and more are why Aaron Brockovich is number one on the top ten Julia Roberts movies. Lost Cult. As always, we end every episode with the song. Every day is a winding road. If you want to see here this song, watch Aaron Brockovich. It plays at the end. BMP Diamond subscribers will continue to get early access to our top 10 lists for various topics and culture a full month before they hit the free feed. 
If you're hearing this and you are not a Diamond subscriber, you're missing out on hearing these episodes a whole month early. Don't you want to be early to the trend? Subscribe now. Once a month, we'll be sharing a new top 10 list for various topics in culture. And as a BMP Diamond subscriber, you'll continue to get them a full month before they hit the free feed. Plus, all our new episodes ad-free. We'll see you next time for Top 10 oh, yeah. Batman Villains. Ooh, That'll fun. be fun. Bye. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 